All right, if you guys can come up front, move up front a little bit. First, a few pews. It keeps me from getting disoriented. All right, and we are going to go over tonight. And you may already know. Let it be a review to you. It's how to study God's Word. How to study God's Word. How do you read it? I had somebody uh, two weeks ago text me a verse, and it said uh, that, and God came, it was in Habakkuk, I could turn there, and, and God came from, and it gave a place, maybe I could find it real quick. And he said, uh, oh look, this is where God came from. It gave the, uh, the word meant the east, uh, and then it said from the mountains, oh look, this is where God originated from. And I said, no, that's not what it's saying. Read, read the passage. It's giving praise to the Lord, Habakkuk. Uh, was singing to the Lord a song of praise, Habakkuk chapter 3. God came from Teman, uh, which is, means the east, and the Holy One from Mount Paran. And he would say, no, that's, that's where God came from. I said, no, God's eternal. It's everlasting God. And, uh, you know, the devil gets in there and starts confusing. And we, we need to learn how to study and read God's word properly. And it's not, we'll go over everything, Amen. Um, but it's important. Why, why do we have so many different beliefs when everyone says they use the Bible? There should only, when there's one truth, there's only one truth. There's not going to be many truths. And how do we know we're right? How do we know others are wrong? The Bible says, let every man be a liar and let God be right. Let God be true and every man a liar that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings. And there's a certain way that you have to be conduct yourself in God's word so that you will be right and ultimately it's God being right and God showing you uh, I talked to a guy he said um, uh, it was about the King James Bible and if you're not King James only it won't take long for you to be if you believe in preservation and that's what it's mainly about God promised to preserve his word and when you believe that then it's very easy to see why we stand on the King James Bible, the doctrine of preservation. And it certainly is a doctrine that God preserves his word. If he didn't, then uh, who knows? Uh, and there's many churches. I went to supposedly a good college, and the, 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 uh, the pastor got up there in Bible class and s started pointing out errors in the word of God. And I said to myself, there's no such thing as an error. And this was a pastor, number one, a Supposed with doctor had his doctorate, a pastor of thirty plus years teaching a Bible class of uh, three hundred students, and telling every all these young students who are supposed to be going into the ministry that there's an error in God's word. The error is with him; he's the error. God's word is never has an error, uh, and that's one of the things you got to believe that God's word is pure; that God has preserved it. And we're going to get into that a little bit tonight. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for your word, for preserving it. And I truly believe, Father, every single word you promised, you will preserve every single, not just every word, but letter, the jot, Lord, and the tittle, even every part of a letter, the dot on top of the I, the smallest parts of every letter. You pre preserve every piece of your word. We don't have to worry about uh, missing links to scripture and uh, lost scripture lord there's no such thing as any of that father only confusion when we start um not believing the promises of scripture but lord when we just believe by faith and see who you are and believe father we see how pure your word is why david fell in love with it why all the prophets of god fell in love with it why songs were sung through the scriptures about it. 
And Lord, we see you on every page, the love of Christ and all the prophecies of Scripture. Father, thank you, Lord, for your word. It truly is perfect, pure, preserved. I pray you help us all as men. Lord, we need it. We need your word tonight. I pray we'll look uh, to it, help it to, as a mirror, reveal who we are in our hearts. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for preserving your word. Help us to learn how to study it, read it properly. In Jesus' name, amen. I can't go over everything tonight. I'm not going to try. I wrote down a couple points here. How to study God's word. Um, first of all, how to approach God's word. Let's go to Psalm 119, 125. Psalm 119. Verse 125. I am thy servant. Give me understanding that I may know thy testimonies. Amen. How to approach God's word. Number one, we have to approach God's word as a servant. Pride and arrogancy and the desire to just gain knowledge. You'll gain a bunch of junk. You can memorize the whole script Bible and not know one thing about it. Knowledge puffeth up. The wisdom that's of this earth is sensual, earthly, and devilish, the Bible says. And that knowledge goes with it. Man's knowledge is vain. It means nothing. Uh, and as you read what the apostles have wrote, um, or allowed, or, you know, in the word of God, uh, they, they didn't come with excellency of speech, of knowledge, but in the power of Christ. But in the word of God, when you approach the word of God, we're a servant. Lord, here I am. Speak to me. And if you don't have that heart uh, while you approach the word of God, then you're going to be blinded. The word of God is a book of our heart. It's a heart book. It goes down. Uh, the Bible says for the word of God, Hebrews 4.12. Let's all turn there. Hebrews 4.12. I, I quote this a lot. Okay, Brother Tom. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That's the word of God. Notice what it does to us. Now, if you approach it as if you're going to do that to it, then you're on the wrong side. Some people approach the word of God like, I'm going to dissect this. I'm going to know. Uh, they have a bad spirit about them. I mean, go ahead and do whatever. You, you could dissect the word of God. God's word always comes up true. Uh, but it's that vain um, pride approaching the scriptures. You've got to approach the word of God as a servant. I'm here, O oh God, to hear from you. Wait on the Lord, and he shall strengthen thee. Wait, I say, on the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. You've got to approach the word of God where, God, Lord, I want you to do something in my life. I want to be changed. I want you to deal with my sin. I want to be cleansed. Here I am. Else you're just wasting time. God's word is alive. And when it enters into you, it's going to leave a mark. The word of God will leave wisdom. The word of God will leave life. The word of God will cleanse. When you get into God's word, when you allow it to get, uh, to get into you, it divides you. And it starts separating the, the impurities out of you. When I dive into God's word... If, I, if I've strayed from the Lord a little bit, a lot of bit, whatever bit, uh, there's times I always stay in my Bible, but I'm not in it. I'll read it just for, you know, to keep, keep schedule, but I'm not in it. I'm not approaching God's word properly. But when I do approach God's word properly, the first thing I always notice is all the impure thoughts coming out of my mind. I used to believe that, that, oh, the devil's attacking me. He doesn't want me to read my Bible. But that's not the case. The devil's not attacking me. 
It is my own impurities that God's word is bringing out of me. It's like when gold is being refined, all these impurities are coming out. I'll, I'll start getting angry. Every time I read God's word, I start having bad attitudes. Yeah, it's bringing it out of you so God can deal with it. Lord, deal with me. I'm your servant. I'm nasty. I have a nasty attitude. I'll, the times I'm, I start getting in God's word, I start being bit, uh, angry towards the kids. Can't you see I'm reading my Bible? Don't you see how spiritual I am here? You're being too loud. Whoa. Not, come on, guys, let me, sh- let me show you what God's showing me. Why all these problems? Why all these bad attitudes? The devil's attacking. No, it could be the case, but no. Listen, we don't need the devil's help to be evil and wicked. Amen. Uh, we're, we're wicked on our own. We're evil on our own. The devil puts out temptations, but it's, it's our lust uh, that um, we're drawn away with. Amen. It's already in us. But thank God for his word. When you approach God's word, you've got to approach it as a servant. I'm your servant, O oh Lord. I'm ready to serve you. Please feed me with your word. Please sustain me. Please help me. Let's go to Psalm 138, verse 2. I'll wait for you. Yeah, Psalm 138. One thirty-eight, verse two. Verse two. Verse two. I will worship towards the high. Sorry, excuse me. I will worship towards thy holy temple, and praise thy name for thy loving kindness, and for thy truth, for thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. Wow, that's a powerful verse there. Amen. We need to hold. We need to approach God's word for what it is. God says He magnifies it above His own name. Why? Because God's word, he gave it to us. And without his word, we will not be able to be reached. Through his word comes our faith. Through his word, we know God. They that worship God must worship him in spirit, not in our flesh, but by the Holy Spirit of God, walking in the spirit, and in truth. Approach the word of God for what it is. It's not just some book. We need to have a respect, love, admiration. God magnifies it above his name. Would you curse God's name? Would you disrespect God's name? No, but this here, people just, oh, it's just um, the way they they think of the Bible, uh, that it's just a book. They know it's the word of God, but it's not precious. It's not precious in their sight. They don't care, you know. Oh, uh, it doesn't matter. You can use whatever version, whatever. God says, you take one word out of my book, I'm going to curse you. Those versions take out hundreds of thousands of words and uh, with no regard for God's word. And we can get into preservations. We've done many courses on preservation and so forth. But approach the word of God. This is God's word. I believe it's God's word. I believe every single word is preserved. And approach it like that. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. was how to approach God's word. Approach it as a servant. We're servants. Ready to serve. When the bell rings, you're there. When God impresses on the heart, you're there. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. By the time you can start reading just in one, just keep going. Chapter two. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you to save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world, 
that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in the mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto, the, unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. For, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, eye hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but with, sorry, excuse me, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritually judged judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Wow. Amen. We have the mind of Christ, and we do. We've received the Spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit of God. And he it is that uh, instructs us, shows us how to read the Word of God, how to read the Word of God. We've got to read it in the Spirit of God. Amen. When you're in the flesh, and this is where all kinds of different truths and different, not truths, uh, false uh, doctrines and so forth come out. Uh, they come through the spirit of man. But truth can only be one thing. Uh, truth is truth. And how we get our truths of scripture is allow the Lord to show us. I don't one. here's a side note if you're taking notes. I don't rush to know anything. There are some people who uh, they look up a verse. They don't know what it means. So they, they hop on the Internet or they hop on in a commentary and all. Uh, I'll put a question mark next to it and I'll read through scripture the next 10 years and that's okay with me. I don't need to know it right then and there. God will reveal it unto me uh, in time to come, maybe. And if not, I don't want another man's words that may be wrong in his opinion on it. Now, I'll listen, but I don't want to believe anything. It took years for me to undo a lot of junk in my mind that I thought was true and wasn't. Uh, and simple Bible stories. Simple Bible stories that I've learned growing up, maybe from watching car Bible cartoons that were off. You know, uh, just little things like that. And it, was the, and it had to be the Word of God purely that undid what was done, you know, just uh, from years of me with wrong understanding. And not that teachers were teaching wrong it just could have been the way I understood it or grasped it or uh, heard it heard wrongly and uh, now though I need to understand and I need to know truth I need to make sure so number two is we need to read how to read the word of God you have to read in the spirit of God we did not receive the spirit of man the spirit of man knows the things of man we know, we know who we are uh, we understand earthly things we know how to eat. We know how to sleep. We know how to maybe make money. We know how to live in this world. You cannot just jump to scripture like that. From spirit of man and then read your Bible. The word of God is spiritually discerned, the Bible says. You have to be walking in the spirit of God in order to understand the scriptures. And the scriptures is not just for me to understand. It's for all of us, each and every uh, child of God uh, to understand the scriptures. We all have to get into the scriptures. It is food for our soul. It 
Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. It's our main sword of our armor. We went over soul winning last week. Uh, when you go, you have to be on guard to soul win. You know? When, when I'm ready to hand out tracts, I'm less likely going to be lust, lusting after a, a woman, right, if I'm ready to hand her a track. If I'm soul-winning mind versus fleshly mind. And that's the difference right there. Spiritual, not spiritual. When you read, this, when you read the Word of God, it's the same way. Sp spiritual reading, fleshly reading. What's the difference? The difference is the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God cannot be counterfeited. Verse 4, demonstration of the Spirit of power. It's the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ within us. We receive the mind of Christ. The Spirit of Christ that's going to reveal unto us these things. Uh, get into walking with God. Approach the Word of God as a servant. And then you have to read in the Spirit of God. You have to be willing to get rid of your sins, get your life straight, allow the Lord to do a work. Because the very first thing he does is get rid of the sin. He leads us in the path of righteousness for his namesake. If we're holding on to our sin, we're, we cannot walk in the spirit of God. It's impossible. Just because you sin doesn't mean you're uh, not walking with the, with the Lord. It's the uh, stubbornness not to be willing to get rid of your sin. If, if, if I hold iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. If I regard iniquity in my heart, if I'm holding it, I'm guarding it, regard means I'm, I'm securing it, I'm not allowing the Lord to deal with it, then the word of God is, that's the first barrier the, the word of God uh, breaks through is our sin, whether it be heart, the pride, uh, loss of our flesh, loss of our eyes, the pride of life, either of those, um, the word of God's going to deal with. So get rid of it. Allow the Lord to get rid of the sin. Walk in the spirit of God and you shall not fulfill the lust of your flesh. How to read? You got to read spiritually. He that is spiritual judges all things. The natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God. You're going to be reading. You're going to be gaining knowledge, but you won't be receiving it in your heart. The natural man can't receive it. They are foolishness uh, therefore, he cannot know them because they are spiritually discerned. You're, you're going to be reading the scriptures. You might not know it. Now, just because you don't know it doesn't mean you're reading in the flesh. It might not be for you at that time. I'll read the word of God. There's things I still have question marks about. Ten years ago, from ten years ago, I still have never asked one person yet, only the Lord. Lord, show me this in time. Show me this in time. It's in there. I don't, I don't want to look, look it up. What does this mean? Find out. Oh, that's what that means. They might not even know. They might be telling you a lie. These are things that God wants to show you in time to come. That's what our Lord said in this prayer. I believe that's John chapter 15. Uh, I have many things to say unto you right now, but you cannot bear them. You cannot bear them. But he which will come, the Holy Spirit, he shall show you all things. He will show you. He will show you. And it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to get opinions. Hey, what do you think of this? What do you think this means? But allow the Lord to show you. First uh, John, I think chapter 2, verse 21. Um, but the anointing which you have received that abideth in you. Uh, how's it go? We could turn there. Verse 27. Chapter 2, verse 27, 1 John. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and in truth, oh, excuse me, and is truth, and in no lie, and is no lie, <clears throat> and even as it hath taught you, you shall abide in him. Amen. God's going to show you. That doesn't mean you close your ears. You can't teach me. Only the Holy Spirit of God can teach me. Now you're just a fool because God uses people to teach you. Amen. God sets up in churches teachers, preachers, evangelists, et cetera, et cetera. Amen. Uh, so, but you will know. Why? Because you're walking in the Spirit of God. 
You're walking in the Spirit of God. And uh, that's how you know. The natural man receiveth not the spirit, uh, spiritual things. They're foolishness unto him, and, and uh, neither can you know them, for they're spiritually discerned. But we need to approach the Word of God. Uh, as a servant, we need to read the God, Word of God spiritually. You have to. You have to. Now, that doesn't mean you quit. I'm walking in the flesh. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling in my sin. I'm not going to read the Word of God because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm messing up. No, don't get like that. Stay in the Word. You're going to have your ups and downs. Stay in your Word even if nothing is entering past your, your retina or whatever. You know, <laughs> Keep that schedule. Stay in the Word of God. The devil wants you to stop. That's what that is. Keep it. Keep reading. Keep reading. There will be a time where you get back up on that mountaintop, and God's going to show you some great things again. Amen? We all go through the ups and downs. I'll read months in the flesh. And then there's times where God fires me back up, and I'm, he's teaching me all kinds of things. Amen? So walk with the Lord. All right, number three, how to study how to study Isaiah, how to study God's word. Isaiah chapter 28 tells us how to study God's word. Isaiah chapter 28, and this is, this is uh, important here. You don't take a verse. There's verses in Acts that, that'll say, uh, and he, he that is baptized is saved. Well, what's that mean? Look, aren't we Bible believers and that's it? Case is closed? No. God's word tells us how to interpret God's word. Second Peter tells us there are many things hard to, to be understood. And they that are unstable, they wind up twisting it according to their own destruction. They wind up creating their own doctrines and so forth. That's those question marks I told you about. What about this? Thought salvation was not by, was by uh, uh, believing on the Lord Jesus Christ and and uh, asking Him to save you. So Romans talks about, yeah, of course it is. There are many uh, baptisms in the Bible. See, God's word is eternal book. Just because you have a little knowledge, God's word is not capped out according to our knowledge. You can you can have the old book memorized and know nothing. You can read the word of God. Uh, for the next hundred years, uh, four times a year, whatever, and know nothing. It's eternal book. It's alive. Me, I'm, what am I, 38 now? I forget, 37 or 38, one of those. I'm too busy to be counting. Uh, but you don't, you know me today, but you don't know me tomorrow. Why? I'm alive. I'm not dead yet. My life's not capped out. You're not watching a video on the screen of my, uh, at my funeral service. I'm alive. Tomorrow, you don't know me tomorrow. I'm a different person tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll be angry. Whatever. You know? God's word's alive. It doesn't stop speaking. It's eternal book, too. We can't grasp it. We're uh, mortal here. Human. God's word's eternal from heaven. How to study Isaiah 28, uh, Brother Tom, verse 9. Whom shall he teach knowledge, and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Then that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line. Here a little and there a little, for with stammering lips... In another tongue will he speak to his people. Go ahead and keep reading. To whom he said, this is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. Yet they would not hear. But the word of the Lord was unto them precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little, that they might go and fall backward and be broken, and snared, and taken. Wherefore, hear the word of the Lord, ye scornful men, that rule this people which is in Jerusalem. 
because ye have said, we have made a covenant with death, and with hell are we at agreement. When the overflowing scourge shall pass through, it shall not come to, uh, unto us, for we have made lies our refuge, and that under falsehood ha have we hid ourselves. Therefore thus saith the Lord of God, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation of stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. That's good. Amen. And that's, that verse 16 is, is Christ. Amen. And uh, here we have line upon line, precept for precept must be, must be upon precept. Precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. That's how we study God's Word. God's Word is not 66 books. God's Word is one book. That's what I would say. Of course, we have broken up, you know, for us to be able to uh, organize it and so forth. But it's really just one. And when you dive into it, um, you, you could find verse uh, 16. In First Peter, you could find it in uh, uh, Romans, you could find, and so forth. And it, it explains what that means. And it is said that for every verse in the Bible, there's a sister verse. There's another verse that goes with it. Explaining it, line upon line. Precept upon precept. Here a little, and there a little. You're, we are to know the Word of God. We are to uh, get into God's Word. From Genesis to Revelation. And God will show you something in Exodus, and he'll bring it home. He said, I don't understand that. Oh, he brought it home in Isaiah. He showed it to you. And that's how it is, line upon line, precept upon precept. One verse explains another verse. One doctrine will coincide with another doctrine. There is never a contradiction. You know that very contradiction, uh, supposedly, or that error that that professor told me, and told 300 other Bible students. Do you know, uh, I never searched it out. I was just reading. And the Lord showed me what he called an error the Lord showed me. I was in school at the time too. I said, should I show him? It was a verse that explained that what he was calling an error. There was another verse and a couple books over that explained that very exact verse. And I said, no, nah, I'm not going to show him. What's the point? If he's saying there's errors in God's word, why would I even show him? You know, I'm not going to waste my time. God revealed it to me to show me. Thank God. That man, the problem is not him not seeing that verse. The problem is he believes there's errors in scripture. That's the bigger problem. When you approach God's word as a servant and believing that God's word is God's word, God will show you some things. There is not one error. And the more I dig, the more I dive into God's word, I find out how amazing it is. When you start digging into me, you'll find issues right away. I might appear good, but you start digging into my brain, my thoughts, you're going to say, whoa, this guy is messed up. Right? You don't have to fear that with God's word. You say, man, if I dig into this, uh-oh, I think I see a contradiction. I don't believe there is, but what is this? And go dig further. You'll find out God's word is always truth. God's word has been attacked through the centuries. Through the cent It's the only book that's always and ever has been attacked. You'll never hear people attacking the Koran or the Book of Mormon or the Jehovah's Witness Bible or all, all these other false versions. It's only this one right here. Why? Number one, because it can take it. <laughs> Keep on going. If they found some errors, they would stop attacking. No errors. The world wants to say, I'm going I'm to be the first one that, sh that proves there's an error with the Bible. Go ahead. Maybe you'll get saved. So you'll find out there's not one error in this book. I've read through the Word of God many times, and it's amazing, 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 amazing book. Line upon line. Allow the Lord to show you. When you don't understand something, 
Put a little question mark next to it. Say, God, would you show me this? He'll show you from another book. You keep reading. You're not going to understand everything right away. Uh, 2 Peter chapter 1, Brother Tom, 19 through 21. 2 Peter 1. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do well that ye take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, unto the day dawn and the day star rise in your hearts, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Amen. You ever hear the uh, phrase, well, that's your interpretation. <laughs> You're off. There's no such thing as that. There's no private interpretation. Oh, well, that's what you believe. Nope, sorry. Oh, well, that's how you read it. Nope, no private interpretation. God's word's God's word. Oh, that's your interpretation. You'll hear that. When uh, somebody just doesn't want to move from what they believe, that's their first offense. That's your interpretation. You ever heard that? Everybody heard that? That's how you read it. That's your interpretation. No, there's no such thing as your interpretation. Cross that out of your vocabulary. Why? Knowing this first, first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. Where did it come from? Holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. God gave these men, just used them. They could have, they might as well have been blindfolded didn't even know. They were just, God gave it to them. It's God's word. God uses us. Amen. And God wants it. The same Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, same Holy Ghost that is in us wants to show you what he gave man. So approach the word of God as a servant. Read the word of God spiritually, walking in the Holy Spirit of God and study the scriptures. Study the scriptures with a pure heart asking God to show you these things. Lord, show me. Show me where I'm at. Lord, I'm having struggles. I remember in my heart I was doubting, this was years ago, who Christ was. I had it all up here, but it, it felt, I felt disconnected from, with faith. Lord, show me that, that you are God, that Christ is God. Show me that. And what I did, I sat down. I didn't go anywhere else. I sat down just with my Bible. That was it. And I said, Lord, show me. You show me. I want to not know it. I want to believe it. I knew it, but I, didn't, I, I had struggled like Thomas. And it was the very passage that God showed me with Thomas when Thomas said, my Lord and my God, when Jesus showed. And that, it was just the scriptures. Why? Because the scriptures enter into my heart. They were just all up here. And I believed that. I, I was forcing it, though, to believe. But, man, when it came into my heart, it was this peace and joy. Uh, why? Because the scriptures go into your heart. Let it go to your heart. Approach it as a servant. Lord, show me. Show me. And God did a great work with me that night. And man, it was those times, sometimes at midnight, one in the morning, two in the morning, where you just, you and your Bible, you and your Bible. Oh, well, how much you got to read your Bible? I already know it. You're approaching it wrong. How many times you got to eat in the rest of your life? You know? Man, get in your Bible, get in your Bible. We don't know how good it is, how powerful it is, um, until we start walking in the Spirit of God. And I'm, I'm saying we, not you, we, me too. But I want, to, I want more of God. I want more of him. All right, uh, how to study God's word, line upon line, precept upon precept. Let's go to Romans chapter 10. We're almost done. 
I hope this is a blessing to you. As you get in God's word, and you study God's word, Romans chapter 10, Jesus said, when I return, will I find faith on the earth? Some of the greatest things and steps of faith that God has, the reason why we started a church, me and my wife, is because I was up at night, uh, late at night reading my Bible. God spoke to me out of Philemon. And some of the greatest turning points in my life have been during the times when it was just me and my Bible, reading my Bible. And God spoke to my heart and had me do some things. And they were turning points. I was not on my way to start a church. I remember telling a lady, I will never be a pastor. We picked her up for church. She said, you, when, you're, when you become a pastor, I'm going to come to your church. I said, I will never be a pastor. That's not what God has me to do. And it was through the scriptures. Why? Because I had my own agenda up here. But God broke through into my heart. And many things, many great things, events that took place me reading my Bible. God wants to change us, use us, turn us. But it's through the scriptures he's going to do that. Uh, verse 17, Brother Tom. So then faith come by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And hearing by the word of God. Where does our faith come from? Where does faith come from? By the word of God. And you're not in your Bibles. You, you will not have any You'll have faith, of course. Uh, faith is a fruit of the spirit of God. But you will not have leaps and steps of faith growing faith why because first you got to hear from god's word and then you got to act upon it we naturally don't have faith some people say oh i just got to keep the faith or um you know just hope things work out but faith is not that at all uh, we have knowledge of things and we confuse that oftentimes with faith faith is hearing from god's word right to your heart, and you doing it no matter what. When Abraham, when God told Abraham, Abraham heard, all for your son Isaac, Abraham said, yes, sir. Sure, it was hard. It didn't give the time of when, how long he struggled with saying yes. He could have been thinking all kinds of thoughts. That's crazy. I'm not going to do that. Are you sure? Lord, you want me to do that? You sure, Lord, you want us to start a church? You sure you want us to go here? You sure you want us to do that or give that or be that? Where does it come from? The difference between up here and all the doubts? God's word goes right to the heart. That's the difference. People confuse God's voice with their thoughts and so forth. But when God's word enters the heart in areas where nothing else can go, you know it's God's voice. And then you act on it. That's when faith is born. We need to be people of faith. But in order to do that, you have to be diving into God's word. From Genesis to Revelations, you have to get into God's word. If you want to uh, be men of faith, you have to get into God's word. Read it. Just read it, read it, read it. If you don't know what it's saying, just keep on reading. God will show you something out of it. And uh, there might be many things that you don't understand. Just keep on reading. God will show you books later. Books later. What that verse is. Things will jump out. There's times where it felt like I got sucked in. I remember when I got sucked into the book of Ezekiel. Oh, man. Ezekiel is hard to understand if you've ever read it. But I got sucked in there and it felt like I was walking around in Ezekiel's day. God started showing me, it came to life, and it started showing me what things meant, where things were. I remember I got sucked into genealogies. I started knowing who all the people were and why, why they're in the word of God. Oh, it's just history. It is not just history. That's the word of God. Before those people ever lived, it was there. God has it there for a reason. We might not know it. Why? But God wants to show you. Uh, it's just historical. Oh, it's just the law of Moses. No, it's not. That's God's word. There is nothing out of date in God's word. It's an eternal book. Written before the foundations of the world, the Bible says. There is nothing in this book that is void and 
does not apply to today. Every word of God is pure, the Bible says. Uh, we're going to close with this, 2 Timothy chapter 3. And many of you probably already know this scripture. Second Timothy chapter three, and who who can guess what passage, what verse it is? Sixteen. Yeah, Amen. Sixteen. Let's go. Let's read sixteen and seventeen. All Scripture is given by the inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Amen. I like that. Uh, Thoroughly furnished. That means everything you need right there. The Word of God is the last thing that we have time for. Uh, let's be honest. You know, we, we all are busy, and we, even when we're not busy, we find things that we have to do or shouldn't do and so forth. But if any man gets this thing down, Number one, ask for grace to read God's word. It's spiritually discerned. It's a spiritual book. It's a spiritual walk. In our flesh, we will not do it, cannot do it, and will not, and cannot do it right. We need God's grace. There was times I used to read hours a day, hours, and get into it. And in my heart, I started getting lifted up in pride. And I was saying, yeah, I'm... In my heart, I was saying these things, probably out loud too, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm, the, I'm, I'm reading this, uh, this much a day. I'm better than every Christian that ever walked the earth, better than Abraham himself. And you know what? After that, it got hard to read God's word. And right away, God showed me, you fool, it was by my hand, by my grace, that you were reading. And we quickly get lifted up in pride. And Lord dealt with me with that as well. It doesn't mean I'm exempt from it. It means I'm aware of it now. Amen. But I want to be thoroughly furnished. Amen. The Lord, through that time, brought out pride. He brought out, but he started replacing it with other things. I used to be so, um, and I can name all my flaws. But many, many I don't know still. God started pulling things out of my life and replacing it with good things. He was pulling out hatred, replacing it with love. He's pulling it out thoroughly furnished. We're all thoroughly furnished with the wrong stuff, with flesh, with lusts, and so forth. Uh, but we need to be thoroughly furnished with God's things, with good things. Amen? That's what we need. And it's only through the word of God that that's going to happen. How much are you getting into God's word? You got to get into God's word. Make time for it. Pray. Lord, spend time in prayer. Lord, I, I approach the word of God as a servant. Use me. Speak to me. Um, how to study God's word, approach it as a servant. How to read it spiritually, not in your flesh. You don't need to know everything. You're there for God to teach you and instruct you and furnish you. You'll notice that right away he starts pulling out the wrong things, the sins. and Because why? Because he's going to be replacing it with precious things shortly after. Keep at it. How to study it line upon line. There's no error. Here a little, there a little. Just keep reading. Enjoy it. The Word of God is a feast. Enjoy it. You ever see anybody debate and start getting angry? It's not what the Word of God's for. You should be excited to talk about God's Word. Isn't the Word of God great? You see guys in churches start arguing. It's all flesh. Better he didn't know any of that, what you were talking about, than to have that marked as God's word. God's word brings peace and joy and fills everybody. And when you leave a conversation, 
There should be a touch of God on you. Man, that was good. I enjoyed talking about the Word of God. That's what walking in the Spirit's all about. And how to believe. We need to just get in God's Word. Amen? Amen. Perfect time. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for the men here, gospel light. We got some great men, strong men, skilled men. Lord, men of, of faith, men of character. Lord, uh, men of um, integrity. And thank God for all the men here. Lord, I often look at the guys in this church and it feels like we could fight the world. If we ever got into a, a physical war, Lord, I would love to just stay with these guys right here, fight right next to them, where I could trust them, and count on them, depend on them. Lord, we have a great group of, of guys in this church. And Lord, for a greater battle, Lord, and spiritual battles, Lord, we have a great group of guys here in the church. We could trust each other. We could talk to each other, pray with each other. And I pray, Lord, that we will all walk with you together as one group and Thank you, Lord, for just being there for us. Help us all to get in your word. Increase our faith. Um, give us grace to read your word. Give us that appetite as we read in Isaiah. Um, those that are weaned, Lord, those that, are, that drink that milk, Lord, let us desire the sincere milk, as First Peter says, of the word that we may grow thereby. I pray, Lord, that uh, you'll help us all, strengthen us, give us integrity, grace, power, Help us to be thoroughly furnished into all good works, ready to be used and fit for the master's use. And I pray that we'll get into your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, guys.